Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. everybody welcome to another episode of don't blame me and we are back with the first guest we've ever had in the last three years for the second time uh-huh. candace king is here y'all got a little taste last time mm-hmm. you just gotta leave them wanting more the yeah. first time you gotta yeah. tease them a little bit yeah. like it, it's gotta be a dramatic entrance and then a very dramatic exit <laughs> And then just like subject everyone to yourself again. That's how I operate in the world. That's like pretty much any dating book from like the 90s. Like that's what they tell you to do. Like 
Leave him wanting more. Like, say something sexy, smile, then walk away. And do some magic, too. Do some magic? Yeah. Yeah. Were, were there dating books very and magic? Pop- well, I guess in the, in the early aughts. Yeah. Yeah, in the early aughts, there was, like, a big trend on, like, if you do magic tricks at the bar, it's a great way to, like, get a gal. So truly, there was a period of time I specifically remember going, not the, like, where it wasn't just, like, me. It was just every girl at a mm-hmm. bar was like subjected to some dude Stop. trying to do magic yeah. tricks. It was like in How I Met Your Mother, how Barney would do magic tricks all the time. It was that in real life. Like that was not an exaggeration. That was actually happening. Wait, and like, so I wonder how those people who spent all that time now realize that like one of the biggest red flags of like a no-go is magicians. Like I'm never going to. I think that there was other... So basically, it's all based off of a book called The Game. And it was actually even shaped like the Bible. Like, it's very <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Truly. Love Neil it. Strauss wrote it with... I forget who actually was like the guy, but he went by mystery. And he had all of these ways how to like trick women into sleeping with you. If you... If like... These are like... This is his like meth- methods of like, if you're not like the coolest guy and you don't know how to like be cool and like go up to a girl... Here's how you can like trick a girl. One was magic. The other one, which is so screwed up, is negging. negging. Did you ever oh, hear what God. negging was? Yeah, that's still a thing. Yeah. Where you like, you make them think they're complimenting you with like a slight negative thing. Like, oh my gosh, your teeth are so cute the way they're crooked like that. Mm-hmm. Like ridiculous stuff. But yeah, that's it. It's like now, like looking back at all of those dating books that I was reading and that also members of the opposite sex that would be interested in me were reading. I realize, like, it explains so much in what I'm talking about in therapy. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, I can, we can all give ourselves a little grace. I can cite this back to the source and I'd like to sue you for damages. Like, that's so, I mean, the negging thing, I didn't even know that was in those books, but like, that's, I think all of us in the, the middle part of millennials had to be subjected to that. Wow. I'm so sorry, everybody. That is yeah. really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. What was I saying before that? We were getting a little taste of Candace. Oh, yeah, 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 a little, yeah. A little sweetness from candy. <laughs> oh, sweet like candy, candy. <laughs> tasty, tasty, tasty. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> well, um, to give people the spiel... This is an advice podcast where we give wonderful, life-changing, amazing advice. And you might be wondering, are we qualified? Melissa, are we? Of course we are. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're very decorated brain surgeons. Equestrians. <laughs> <laughs> and doctors of the heart. I mean, you are a descendant of a doctor of a heart. Yes. My father is a doctor. So by proxy, yeah. I'm basically yeah. an MD over right. here. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Nepotism. That's how uh-huh. it works. Nepotism. It's medical nepotism. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, that, that's a scary thought. <laughs> that's a real scary one. <laughs> yeah. And what we lack in actual credentials, we make up in opinions. And unlike assholes, where we all have one, or most people have one, they're like pores. Infinite. Most people. I saw a TikTok. Of someone who had two, but two assholes. But oh, two. Okay, gotcha. I what? thought you meant zero. Oh, <laughs> your mind went to like you're just fucking. You're just you're clogged. You're yeah. permanently stuck. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. It just I, comes I haven't up pooped it the other way. Okay. Ooh. Anyway, anyways. Um, if you want to call in for and get our wonderful advice, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You have to keep it all under three minutes. You 
will be timed. This is a test. You can fail. And if you pass with flying colors, you might receive a figurative, figurative? Fig- is that the word? Sure. A not real imaginary diamond from Melissa Diamond herself. Mm-hmm. You might have heard Rihanna give a tribute to me at the Super Bowl. She sang your national anthem. She did. <laughs> she closed the show with it. Because she is a supporter of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Biggest fan. Big friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. You have to keep it under three minutes. Write down everything. Time it out. Practice. Listen to the other episodes and the other calls. And then you can, you know, model by example. We're okay with copying if you just, like, take that inspiration. Mm-hmm. But if you do copy, imagine if someone called in with, like, the exact same thing. <laughs> Wait, speaking of, this is so fucking random. Does anyone know Nick Vi- Did you watch you watch The Bachelor? Or have you ever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've I've dropped out of Bachelor Nation. Like I'm 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 off my game, but yes. I've been out a couple years. I re- I started watching Love Island and I was like, Americans, we don't know how to do reality TV for shit. Like I'm out of this. But like Nick Viles now fiance or something like that. Oh, he's engaged? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So she like last maybe two years ago or something like that, she did like a Instagram post for his birthday or anniversary or something, and it's all these pictures. And she copied word for word my friend Claudia's birthday tribute for her boyfriend. Who? Who's famous. Yes. Like, like Phineas. Like, she's got millions <laughs> of followers. He has millions of followers. It's not like she copied this from like a random. They don't follow each other. She literally like, and it was verbatim of like, light of my life. Like, it's like very poetic and artsy. And she literally just copied like a full like paragraph, two paragraphs and made that her caption and then never addressed it. <laughs> Is that the weirdest thing in the entire world? Weird, but, you know, I respect it if you never address it. No, I know. I was like, (laughs) this is chaotic. Yeah. It's our generation's hallmark. Yeah. Yeah. Regurgitating You know, it's like, why Mm -hmm. buy a card that a professional wrote? When I can copy and paste. You know, that's saving the environment. Just (laughs) copy and paste. She's an environmentalist and we should not be shitting on her. Her digital footprint (laughs) is smaller. Is it? I'm just saying it's like digital and I'm trying to think of like what the equivalent of like your green. Well, you give a carbon footprint and that can happen online. And I wonder how long she had to spend looking for that. Mm. Maybe use a little bit of bandwidth. I don't think she did. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. (laughs) Let's play the calls. Let's give some advice. First, we have an update. Oh, my gosh. This is it. Melissa will explain. If y'all call in, we'd love to get updates. We started doing them live during the pandemic because everybody was at home. Now everybody's not at home. So if you'd like to write in instead of talking to us face to face, you can. And we had someone from the, was it the only call that it we did? It was the only call that we did with they Candace on the, it. On the no previous way. episode. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. I really was wondering how, what was going on with that. Yes. I was so shocked. Okay. I think you were the one, you prompted this quick turnaround. They don't do this quick of a turnaround for us. So like, yeah. it's a special. Okay. So I said, oh, uh, OMG, thanks for airing my call. You all were so kind with your advice. I'm still in shock that I got to hear your advice, but also from Candace. I feel so lucky. Three queens in one call. All of you are absolute gems. I'm so lucky to have your advice and opinions, and you really helped sort my thoughts out. I took your advice, and I talked to my mom with a lot of words and phrasing that you all suggested. She confessed that it was real and gave some details as to what was going on in her life, which led her down that path. I absolutely respect her choices, and I'm not going to pry into her reasoning much more. She did leave the door open if I wanted to reach out and connect with my half-sister, but I'm on the fence if I should or how I would even approach that. Y'all are amazing and thank you for all that you do. You're really out here changing lives. Without your advice, I'm confident the conversation wouldn't have gone as well as it did. So kind. Thank you. That went well. Mm -hmm. Wow. Changing the world. Yeah. 
But it is crazy how much like the root of the call was essentially someone found out by doing a 23andMe. Yeah. Or like one of those Mm -hmm. ancestry Ancestry, tests that they had a half sibling that matched essentially would have been from their their mom. Mm -hmm. Their and so that's that is uh I feel like that happens all it the does. time. And it is crazy how this like this thing that just seemed like a really fun thing all of a sudden is, you know, creating new families, tearing mm-hmm. some apart, mm-hmm. like blowing up like secrets and and just making everyone like throwing them on the table and making everyone look at that and be like, oh, crap, now we have to deal with this information. Mm-hmm. Right. It's wild. So it sounds like that, you know, it's like the most positive outcome yeah. of a really intense situation that she yeah. can have. I think that they've got messaging features on there, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think that's like the greatest thing about this. It's like, you know, original caller, if you want to reach out, like I think you just, I think the best thing to do in those situations is send a message through the platform and they then- did, though. No, no, to the, no, no, but to like, if you say you want to, if I want, if you want to connect, so follow up through like wanting to connect, even if you decide that you like don't want to later down the road, it's not like on your social media where then you like check your Instagram and there's like a message there or like, you can kind of keep those things separate until you decide mm-hmm. how it goes in that way. But wow, that's wild. And a good good outcome. Very good. Amazing. All right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS.
let's get into the calls. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and Candice. I am new to the pod, but I have a feeling I'm going to be sticking around. I think I found you through a random reel on Instagram, if that helps you with marketing or whatever. Anyway, in the last six months or so, I rewatched all of the Vampire Diaries. So when I saw that Candice would be coming on, I was very motivated to call in. Um, but let me let me tell you a little bit about what I'm dealing with. I guess the main question, although there are a couple... Main question is, what is your take on maintaining childhood friendships? So recently, my childhood best friend, we'll call her Bindi, and I had a really big falling out. It's a long story, but basically she was supposed to come visit me at a time when I was really struggling with my mental health, and then she backed out at the last minute. And then within a couple hours of backing out, she asked me if me and my fiancé, who we got engaged in May of last year, she asked me if we were sure about getting married in June of 2024, heavily implying that she wanted us to change our wedding date when <laughs> we decided on months after getting engaged because it was going to conflict with her hypothetical wedding date. And for context, our wedding will be in my parents' backyard, which does suggest some flexibility, but we had this decided long before her. She got engaged in September and is looking to rent a villa for her wedding. So her her location is not very flexible. To describe how hurt I was requires a lot more context than we have time for. And this is heavily one-sided. Her take on the situation is likely very different. But for me, in that moment, it was a huge realization. We have been friends since we were 12, and now we're 28. I've moved multiple times, including across the country twice, and always found a way to see her while her visits to me are much less reliable. We've been through some shit together, so this this story in my head that we are closer than maybe we really are, and my good friends from college have told me that they don't think she's that good of a friend to me. Anyway, when we had our falling out, she made the point of saying that she has other friends she doesn't visit that much or talk to that much, and the friendship is fine. And I guess that made me realize that our definition of what our friendship is is very different. So we agreed to take some space, but because of this realization, I'm thinking about making that space permanent. 28 with a fiance and getting my career off the ground, saving for a house, wanting kids. I just don't see a world in which life is going to get easy enough to facilitate a friendship that we're not sharing the same definition of. So am I the asshole for wanting to call an end to a 16-year-old friendship? I'm hurt and I have resentment, but it's not really her fault that she had different expectations and a different definition of our friendship. I didn't have childhood friends. Well, I mean, I had friends while I was a child, but I moved around a lot. So I don't have any friends from childhood. So I'm probably not a good input on this one. <laughs> I mean, I I understand this. And like, I think my point of view for things are like, and I've even like said this like to Melissa before, not in regards to like our friendship, but I... I have a really hard time with people that I can't put into a category or I feel like they're in a, the wrong category. I'm in the wrong category. Like I just need to know where I stand with people and where they stand with me because the effort I put into a friendship and like relationship, like if it's not being reciprocated, then I'm not okay with that maintain, like staying how it is. Like I don't want to like try and get back to how things were, but I'm like, okay, if your feelings have changed, just let me know so I can have different expectations of that. So like for me, like it sounds so bad, but like I'm someone who's like very okay with like demoting friends. And like there's some people who I like, will totally ghost and I'm like done too much. Like we're very done with. But then there are other times where it's like, 
you know, oh, okay, this is not a huge priority for you at this moment. And like, I'm being more hurt if I make you a priority and you're not making me one. But if I know we're both just like, you know, coasting along and like, we're going to be like friends when we see each other and it's going to be a little bit more low stakes, then I'm fine with that. But there's also times when that doesn't meet the needs you need in a friendship. So like it then becomes like a supplemental thing that you need other people to kind of fill those other roles for. But it's hard when it's someone you've been friends with for like a very, very long time. And you're the amount of time and energy you want to put into maintaining relationships is is different. Yeah, I don't, it's impossible not to change when you move or even start a new job. Or if you have a new partner, get married, have kids, like your priorities are going to shift and it can't always be based around just friendship and fun and planning things. And so I, I moved around, Melissa, I'm like you, I moved around a lot when I was young. I actually don't keep in touch with anyone that I went to high school with. People who like are on my, some of my closest girlfriends now, I met when I was around like 16, 17. But there is, there's been periods, periods of time where we wouldn't see each other for a year, not because we're mad at one another, but we had different lives. Or maybe we'd only like text a couple times a year because we had stuff going on. And then the following year, we'd plan like multiple trips. We'd see each other all the time. And there's just like an ease and a flow to that. And that doesn't always work for everyone, you know? And, and I think that when, as you get older, you start to realize when you aren't like in a classroom together and doing sleepovers or on a sports team and you're in real life, that you kind of figure out that because friendships aren't just friendships, they are relationships. And just as you grow in like romantic relationships and figure out like what serves you and what doesn't. I think that that starts to evolve and happen in friendships as well. And that's okay. You know, sometimes you do grow apart and become different people. I don't necessarily think, especially if you live in different areas and you're not like close to one another physically and have the same exact group of friends, you don't necessarily have to like break up with this friend. Um, You know, you can still see each other. I also just want to say, because, you know, Caller, you mentioned that you both got engaged kind of around the same time. You're both getting married or planning weddings. Weddings make people crazy. Mm -hmm. They just do. Myself, every one of my friends. That's why I'm not having one. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Even people who have had this tiny little, like, we're just going to have a few people and it's not going to be a thing. Everyone at one point loses their goddamn mind and freaks out because of like a peony or like a or lace. Peeing. Oh my God. Or peeing. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll fill you we'll in on We'll tell you later. It's a wild one. But, but ever you just lose. I don't know why. I don't know why. But we all have this weird, bizarre, freaking breaking point. And it really, like, I can't imagine having two very close friends that already have a long history of like a push and a pull to also be going through weddings at the same time. So if you were to remove that, I'm sure that the like stuff that's going on between you actually isn't like wouldn't feel as heated and exacerbated. Whatever word, we both, we both, I, yeah. we both struggle with that. Yeah, one. we help each other out. We no, ask. but that's one of the words that. We we're constantly being like, is that how I pronounce yeah. it? <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, but like it, but it does. It just it it heightens everything. Like you know, and not to generalize women, but it just freaking does. Mm-hmm. It just does. Yeah, you know, give yourself some grace if you need to. Like like breaking up a friendship, just you know is it just it can happen on its own. It doesn't have to be like we are no longer friends as of today. Like. 
If you want it to talk it out, talk it out. And if you don't want to talk it out, it's okay. And if you want to maybe just like be peaceful for a little while and then like run into each other and then hang out and have a good night together, that's fine too. You know, like I know I heard it on The Housewives and other people have said it too, but it really stuck with me. Sometimes people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we okay. say that one a lot too. Like it's just the also my theory, by the way, for why women get like that with weddings, which I talked about on our other podcast. Um, but it's like the one time that like women are allowed to be the center of attention and just like praised constantly and said that you're so important. Like ev- all of your ideas are amazing. Like you're just everything is great and it's amazing. Like you're not being shut down at all. And then we build the monster. And then we're like, oh my yeah. God, you're being a bridezilla. And it goes, but you created this. You told me this was the most important day of my life. And like, this was like my peak and all of this shit. Like it's, I have so many thoughts on it. But yeah, I think like, and especially in terms of like you said that, that she canceled and like it was like, you know, she was coming and like you were having a really poor mental health thing. As someone who also struggles with my mental health, I do have to also recognize that sometimes I put expectations on people and I don't tell them that Mm -hmm. like that's why I want them to visit or that's what I'm going through. And I expect them to know. And if we were in person, they probably would know. Mm -hmm. But because we're not, it's just a little bit harder. And especially I think the worse your mental health gets, the harder it is to be honest with yourself and other people. Especially those that you consider your closest friends. Yeah. And like, I always do the thing of like, if I'm really feeling really shitty, like I build something up to look forward to. And so then like, I don't even necessarily feel like I need to say that I'm feeling really shitty because like I have this thing to look forward to. So I'm feeling better towards this thing. But then if that thing doesn't work out, like I'm crashed even harder than I was before. Mm -hmm. And so I think like if if you were really explicit with this and like and she like knew all of that and then her response to that was like, move your wedding, then like I think that is really callous and really fucking bitchy. It is because she doesn't even have a date set. No, yeah. And so like, like that, her hypothetical wedding. That part of it is like, I would just be like, okay, yeah, that's where I'm like, don't even have the conversation and tell her you don't want to talk to her because it's going to be really emotional from your point of view. I'm like, just take a couple months and just like, don't talk to her and like have that space. But if it is like an error of communication and just like, oh, we've grown apart and misread where we stand in each other's lives. Look at what she does and reciprocate that and don't put that much. And you'll probably realize a lot of your mental energy is like freed up to then start other hobbies or spend time with like other friends and all of that. Like you can slowly drift apart. And just because it's inevitable, you will drift apart as time goes on doesn't mean that you need to like rip the bandaid off. Like it's not going to make it feel any better because like you said, like as you get older, you're going to have to grapple with that in all relationships. Mm-hmm. So just ending this relationship doesn't mean that then every other relationship you have from now on is going to be there forever. It's just about the intention and knowing where both of you stand, which is a hard thing. I think you hit the nail on the head too. Like, no, that is another big lesson that we, I think, all start to learn as we get older. No one can read your mind. And most of the time, if you, it's not about you. Like if someone doesn't show up and someone's not there and someone doesn't have the right response, it's taking a beat to go, oh, what what might they be going through as well? Like not everyone can just show up for your best friend all the time because we all have like, you know, it's like more money, more problems. Like ager, like the older you get, the bigger like commitments you have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, oh, what are we going to do this weekend? It's like, crap, how am I going to plan a wedding and have a mortgage and like figure out the rest of my life and stay, you know, work on my relationship with my partner, but then also figure out who I am and what I would like. Right. The, it just gets, there's more to 
focus, there's just more. Mm -hmm. And so communicating like what you need and being clear in that, like that's something I have a lot of friends talk to me about because I don't keep in constant communication with people. I just don't. I'm trying to get better at it, but it's like very exhausting to me. But I'm much better at when someone goes like 911. If someone just like says, I need to talk to you right now, I will show up. But I'm very bad at like the day to day. And there's some people in my life who I love dearly who are just like, I, hey, I need the day to day. And I'm like, great, let's, I can make that work. Now that I know that that's important to you, I will be aware of that. And that's okay too. But I wouldn't have known that unless I'm told that. Like, right. like, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm the same way. And so I've started, so <laughs> well, but we have scheduled time that no, we're together. So it's, it's good. Fine. Yeah. But I do, I, with other friends, I, I schedule things out like weeks in advance and it's on the calendar. I know we're doing something this day, even phone calls, like friends that don't live close where we, you know, we can't hang out in person. Then we schedule phone calls. Like mm-hmm. we're going to talk on Sunday at this time. If it doesn't work, let me know. And it's good. We show up and that's it, you know? Yeah. I think we need expectations mm-hmm. in romantic relationships and in our friendships. And I don't think we view friendships in that same way usually. And we mm-hmm. end up getting disappointed because it feels, I don't know, it feels like it, I think it's more painful when a friend hurts us on purpose or on accident mm-hmm. because a, we feel like they owe us for some reason, I think we feel like they owe us a lot more than our romantic partners, especially when it's been a long-term, long-term friendship. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. But best of luck. Yeah. And congratulations on your wedding. Take a deep breath. Don't spend too much money. Realize that you want to save money for a house. I'm going to tell you right now, unsolicited advice, tour some houses, look at getting pre-approved, find out how much things are going to cost before you spend what you're spending on a wedding. Keep it in perspective. This shit's expensive. (laughs) Couldn't be me. No shot. All right. Let's go to the next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling about a situation to see if I'm in the wrong. I'm not sensitive, so please tell me if I am. I'm currently planning my wedding and doing all of the wedding planning stuff, and two of my bridesmaids live close to me, my sister and my sister-in-law. I'm wanting to call to see if I'm wrong about this situation and just ask for, like, any advice on what I should do. So a few months back, I booked my venue and a and my date. And when I told my sister, she asked me if it was possible to change the date because there's a concert she wants to go to three days after the wedding. And the way she stated this made me feel like me getting married was just a big inconvenience to her. This comment made me really upset, but I knew she didn't mean it in that way. So I just didn't bring it up and kind of let it go. So later this week, I'm trying on my dress for the first time and invited my sister and sister-in-law and my mom to go with me. Tonight, my sister made a comment and said, that stuff just isn't important to me. It's not you. I just don't care about that kind of stuff. Referring to when people try on their wedding dresses, and that's why she's not going. Now, I don't care if any of them came, but that comment just rubbed me the wrong way because I feel like she has continually been making my wedding about her. I feel like I'm a very considerate person and very considerate of other people's feelings. And to, like, show that I don't have a maid of honor because it would be my sister-in-law and I didn't want to hurt my sister's feelings. So I guess I'm asking if this is something I should bring up with her about the comments and other ones she's made and tell her that they hurt my feelings and that they're very inconsiderate. She's made me feel very self-conscious about the details of planning my wedding, and I haven't really been excited to plan more because of the comments she makes. I don't feel like I'm a bridezilla in any way, but if I bring this up, is that me being one? Am I just, like, more sensitive than I thought I was? Another thing is... I want to make my sister-in-law my maid of honor, and should I, even though I already asked them to be bridesmaids? I'm tired of my sister making the day I should be so excited to celebrate with my fiancé about her. Uh, Any advice would help. Thank you so much, and I love the podcast. She also called back to just let us know that both of the sister and sister-in-law are older than her. 
Is the sister married? I don't know that. I'm okay. I'm gonna that say been helpful no. Information. Yeah. <laughs> or she hates whoever she's married. Or she to. just like <laughs> eloped and she's like weddings. Ugh. Yeah. But here's one of those things we have like inside words and out like inside yes. thoughts and outside thoughts. Like these are very fine thoughts to have inside your head. Mm-hmm. Like it's totally valid. To, like not want to fucking sit there and watch someone try on wedding dresses. Like. It is your wedding day. Like it is, it has really nothing to do with her. Like she's not going to be as excited to you. She doesn't have to be excited. She doesn't have to really care. It can just be any other day to her. But that's an inside thought. Right. And <laughs> you can say things with tact and she doesn't have any. And she knows that she, I mean, she grew up with you. So she knows like, like if somebody said that to me, I wouldn't be that upset. But like, you don't have to tell me like it wasn't important to you. I would just yeah, like, know. I mean, I it's my wedding. Why it's, would it be important right, to you? But if you know that your sister has like a, a certain sensibility and reacts to things a certain way or you yourself, you internalize the the caller might internalize things and not vocalize how they're actually feeling. But still, like a sibling knows you. Yeah. They know how you feel about things. And as a sibling, you also know the things that are going to hurt your sibling. Yeah, it's intentionally yes. mean. Like if I want to have a oh, little yeah, jab you, at one of my siblings know i know it. how to exactly give it to them but i also know that like certain things they my delivery for them i have to go about in a certain way because they'll take it each sister will take it a different way yeah i'm gonna repeat myself weddings make people <laughs> crazy and if it's not your sister and if it wasn't your sister it would be someone else there is no wedding in which someone doesn't like become a thorn in the side. It just happens. I don't know what it is. So I'm just going to go worst case scenario. This isn't going to change. A talk with your sister isn't going to make anything change. She's going to continue this. Like there's even if you want to like make your sister-in-law the maid of honor and then have that whole big fight. I mean, she can still be an acting maid of honor without being named a maid of honor. Like when you really think of it back in the day, you're not going to, she's not going to be like, man, I didn't get that maid of honor badge. Like, it's really about the experiences and being together. As someone who was a psycho bridezilla, um, when I got married, I got married in New Orleans and I remember getting there and I was literally like in a Costco parking lot with my wedding planner picking up like all the, you know, being like, I need you to drive me because I need to get little water bottles to put in the welcome bags and we're all going to make them tonight. And I just was like, what wedding is something that like everything went wrong? Like, what is the craziest day where like everything went wrong? And she was like, yeah, mine. She was like, it rained, it rained and ruined our whole second line. My husband got stuck in an elevator and no one could find him. Like she just started rattling off all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful. She was like, no, it was great. She was like, because even though everything ended up different than what I thought it was going to be, like the whole goal of the day is to get married. And guess what we did? We got married. And so, like, that's the part that I think gets lost in the Pinterest of it all. And that I always try to say, and like, I took that to heart and had like, I had the best freaking day on my way. I had the best time. I Like, I, you're going to have the best day ever. The reason that little moniker of like, best day ever is everywhere is because it will be your best day ever. Your sister's probably going to be annoying, but you have to go into it deciding if that's okay or not okay. What I would say is, Have a person, if it's not a planner, have someone in your family or have a friend who becomes like your bodyguard from your sister, who basically babysits your sister, keeps her entertained, and you have like a secret code where they go and like take care of your sister so that you can enjoy your time. Your whole goal that day is just to get married. It could rain. The altar could fall down. The food could not show up. The flowers could be falling apart. But if you get married, that's the whole part of the day. And if you can find joy in all the like, 
chaos and just sneak away with your partner and go be by yourself for like a few minutes, like every hour and just have moments together. Like that's the magical stuff about a wedding. So like, don't let your sister's temper tantrum. It's like when you're taught, when your toddler is throwing a temper tantrum, you can't just like feed into it. They have to like realize that they're being ridiculous a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know everyone parents differently, but that's part (laughs) of like what I think. So let her throw a temper tantrum. But like, it's not a bit like you're now going to be so consumed by wanting her to be someone that she's just not and wanting her to be someone she's not going to be. So your whole goal right now is just to like be excited, have the best day ever, get married and go like bone your husband that night and have a great time. <laughs> or at the reception. Oh, yeah. It's or at the yeah, reception. Sneak That's away what bathroom and... locks are for. <laughs> exactly. That is what bathroom locks are for. <laughs> no, but that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like your sister, you can't make her be anyone she isn't. And so like at this point, like she's not going to come with you when you go try on dresses. And like, She's not someone you ask for the opinion on like what color scheme and flowers. Like she's a guest at your wedding who happens to probably wear a dress that might be coordinating with your color scheme and stands at front and is there for the rehearsal dinner. Like just don't. If she shows up. That's what I mean. But like don't. She might be bored for that. Don't include her in the sense of like trying to make this like a big day for everybody else involved. Like this is your big day and other people's reactions and their excitement levels. They're never going to match yours and you're not going to be able to be excited because you're just gauging how everybody else is feeling and you're gauging all of this shit and like let her not come then i will also say everyone takes over the day yeah i I could give you a laundry list of things which i'm not going to do of (laughs) just like things where it's just like seriously seriously like if you just like it everyone makes the day about them Mm -hmm. they just do like it they just do it either becomes about family stuff or it becomes about like other bridesmaids wanting to like have the best freaking time of their life or who's going to bring a date or who's going to like everyone makes it about them let them and like you unfortunately have to just have the wherewithal to just make it about yourself and your partner and you guys get to have like the secret love language about making it about each other but inevitably that's the that's the big lesson in planning a wedding is you go, oh shit, we don't want this to be about other people. This is about us. And then you go, fuck, it's now just about everyone else, but we're just going to show up and have the best time anyway because we just planned a hell of a party. Yeah, and like a wedding is a party and a party is about guests. A marriage is about the couple. And like when you choose to have a wedding, I think I'm like, you have to recognize that there you've added in 50 to 100 personalities into something. And so like, it's just going to be a lot harder. And so like, embrace it if that's what you're going to do, which is what you're going to do. Embrace it for what it is instead of trying to make it something that it's not. And know that nobody's ever going to be as excited for your wedding as you are. And that's no knock on you, your relationship, your marriage. Like truly people I love more than anything in the world. I'm like, you get great, happy for you. Like true. It really doesn't matter to me. Like I genuinely don't give a shit and not in a bitchy way. I'm just like, it has nothing to do with me. Like I'm there to clap and I'm there to cheer, but like, it's not my day. And I also can recognize that like, it's supposed to be your day, but you're also having to orchestrate a lot of things. So I'm wondering if one of them is married, you could make one the matron of honor and one the maid of honor if you wanted to get around. And if, and then your sister's just kind of like in name only. Um, (laughs) But do you think her sister would even care? I think that it might be to a point where she's like, that's not your sister. I'm your sister. Like, if she's acting like this, I think that sh- the sister yeah. could hold anything over. I don't have sisters, so I wouldn't know. Oh, I do. I know you And do. we did fight <laughs> at one of their, one of them. We did fight at their wedding. Well, at the, before the rehearsal dinner. That's what I was going to say. Weddings get intense. They do. 
they with do. family they and do. friend stuff. Like I've never, it's, it's like, I love just being a random, like oh, yes. random guest at a wedding, nothing better. I get to put on some heels. I get to like dance to Bruno Mars. I get to be judgy <laughs> about the food and just like drink all the free booze. That's all I want to do. Uh, I, I constantly like, reference Bruno Mars. Bruno but Mars. I reference Bruno Mars as constant <gasps> wedding music. Right. What? I, I love, I've seen I, the concert three times. I, I love him. Bru- okay, we have to go to a Bruno Mars concert together. <laughs> yes. He's so, like, uh, it makes you feel things. Yeah. Like, I'm getting a mm-hmm. little rosy cheeks mm-hmm. just thinking when he is mm-hmm. on stage. Yeah. I mean, the way that he just moves his body and then just, like, seduces you uh-huh. with his silky voice and, like, the wait, horn section, then they're all dancing. It's, the, it's a party. Wait, do you like Justin Timberlake, too? I've also seen Justin Timberlake a whole bunch of times. I, this is, like, I love Justin Timberlake in the sense of, like, I've grown up with his music forever, like, the evolution. Yes. Yeah, not him in the Britney world, but yeah. Bruno Mars makes me feel things. Mm -hmm. Another random one that made me feel a lot of things who have actually seen in concert a few times is um, Billy Idol. What? Okay. (laughs) I was not, like, you guys could not have guessed where you were going. Me either. I was like, Billy Eilish? Okay. (laughs) Dark. Billy Idol. Like, dude's still got it. I'm just going to say, it's been a minute since I've seen him, like now. Yeah, I'm about to pull up a fucking picture. But I saw him like less than a decade ago. And there was like a period of time where a couple years in a row, like I ended up like seeing him perform. And I was just like, yeah. You look at that bleached hair. I know. And he doesn't wear a shirt and he wears leather pants. He's just like, "Ah," and he's just like sweaty with his fake tan. And I'm like, yeah. Oh wow, let me. He let kind me. of looks like Gordon Ramsay's brother. Oh, I didn't. I thought he was looking a little different than that. And we're also yeah. talking about like when he's on stage and his full like Billy Idol vibe. I can you know? see. I can see that. Yeah. <gasps> All right. Well, let's take a break. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Right, we are back from our break, and we'll get into the next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I love the podcast and listening since day one. I'm looking for some advice with how to help my friend. We're both 33. She, her, she is struggling with something, maybe depression and/or anxiety. I think depression, at least, because her house is nearly identical to what my own home looked like when I was going through a depressive episode. She has a job that does not allow her to be on any mood medication. She won't go to therapy because of, I'm assuming, either policy and or the culture. The reason I assume she won't go is because she has made comments in the past to myself and other friends when we've talked about therapy. Or she said things like, oh, I wish I could do that too. Her house is piles of stuff everywhere. And I know this because she goes out of town fairly frequently for work and or a extracurricular hobby. She asked me and a couple other friends to watch her animals while she is gone. So we are seeing firsthand what the state of her living situation is. I'm talking piles of clothes in multiple rooms, fast food containers on top of the clothes, empty containers scattered about, laundry stuffed into her kitchen cabinets, bags of garbage stuffed into closets and all over her garage. I am very familiar with the same type of situation because I did it myself when I was in a very depressed episode. I was very much ashamed of it, and I hid it from people, and I didn't like to talk about it then. It took me a while to climb out of that. I've tried to subtly hint at her to stop spreading herself so thin, be home more, try to focus on just relaxing and being with herself more often, not running around all the time doing the most, and trying to have a little bit more self-care. I'm not just badgering her to do those things. I'm saying stuff like, oh my God, I've been so exhausted lately from work and all the things, that I'm taking a day off from work where I don't have any appointments or anything else that I have to do, and I'm just going to be at home, relax, and maybe do some very much needed laundry, etc. And she has taken that a little bit here and there to heart, and maybe not gone away for two weekends in a row and try to refocus some of her energy from external to maybe internal. But it seems every time that she maybe is doing a little bit better, she gives up or backslides or whatever it might be. Most recently, she's mentioned how tired she is, 
because she's regularly going to this other city over an hour away multiple times a week for the hobby. So this is a lot, and I do want general advice. But also, would it be so bad if next time that I'm watching her animal, if I just take some of the trash and throw it away myself, I'm talking the actual bags of trash or the empty boxes. I wouldn't just assume stuff is trash. When this was me, the ever-growing pile of stuff that just needed to be thrown out was a massive hurdle that felt like I could never make a dent in. And I would wish to be able to snap my fingers and have it vanish. I'm wondering if I could be that finger snap for her in a small way. Well, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, my mind automatically goes to, like, the two outcomes are like, I would love if someone did that for me. That's, like, so nice, so kind. But the, like, the trash and, like, the keeping of things, I do wonder if it's, like, a little bit of hoarding tendencies. Because if it is a hoarding tendency, throwing that stuff away is not going to help. It's going to create a huge issue in your relationship. And it might just be, like, a straight-up cutoff. And then you no longer have a connection or a way to communicate with your friend who you know is going through a hard time mentally. And like, we all cope with things differently. Like she might not even, if she is hoarding, she might not even realize that she's doing that. It can be a brand new coping mechanism. Like our brains do things to like help us and aid us through situations that we're not totally aware of all the time. So I think like, asking first I understand like I would feel shame and I would feel embarrassment but like my gratefulness would surpass those feelings Mm -hmm. and the fact that like someone who cared about me enough was not coming at judgment was just I'm here like would you mind if I did this and then also was able to like ask me first and not feel like I'm being infantilized and being taken care of like a baby and that I can't do something for myself like it doesn't feel like overstepping when you've asked and if that's like not the case or even saying something like doing something as simple of like, hey, I just want to give you like a heads up. I'm running some of my laundry. It wasn't a full load. I threw in a couple of your things. I'm like, is it cool if I just put them back in your drawers? Like something where you're not throwing things away, but you're like doing laundry, you're tidying up, like, you know, cleaning the floors, washing some dishes. But I do think without her approval, getting rid of anything is just might open it up to being really tough. But maybe she says, like, that would be, like, really great. Like, go for it. And then, yeah, like, feel free, go all the way for that. But I I don't know. I just get nervous with, like, the the hoarding is... That's, like, the most recent subreddit I've fallen down is people who are working on... I mean, a bunch of, like, decluttering subreddits and cleaning ones and, like, ADHD cleaning ones because, like, I have a really hard time with, like, letting things pile up and I have to, like, see a lot before I'm like, oh, shit, this is messy. I need to clean this. Um, And there's just a lot of emotion that people can tie to things that are literally, like, garbage and, and, and trash. And we can't equate the value that other people have with those things. So I would just tread lightly. Yeah, I'm going to punt the ball here because I've experienced this with people I've known in my life and a couple different ways in which it's gone positively and then other times where it's gone terribly. So um, like obviously what I will say is it's obvious that you really care about your friend. And so that's good to know that she is loved and cared about and noticed and seen in the world. And I think that that in itself is such a beautiful thing. So I would share you know, some of the things you've shared with us, I would share that with her. And from like 
that lens because that is obviously, it's very obvious it's the root of where, you know, your concern is coming from. Yeah, I think, you know, you are vocal as some like concern about how much time she's spending with this hobby. But you also spoke about how it's kind of frowned upon for her to go to therapy in her profession. So I this hobby might be part of her therapy, like a way that she's therapizing herself where she can leave her space because of it's so decluttered and, and whatnot. And she goes to somewhere somewhere else where she can clear her mind for a little bit and then comes back. Yeah, I agree with Megan, like and and Candace here, like, you know, tread lightly. But I would have a conversation just to see where she is with everything or maybe just ask some questions that can direct you kind of with how she's feeling towards everything in her home. And, you know, like maybe just asking, like, do you need help taking any of this out or, you know, uh, I got this great cleaning service. Um, they have a free thing. It might not be free. This is a, this is a time where See, you know, I'm always I'm, the one saying normalize lying. Yeah. And Liz is like, no, no, no. But look, who's about to lie for this situation? You know, there's you know exceptions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Say like they've got a free thing that yeah. um you know you can use where you actually like pay like you know I give a referral and it's free for my friend where you actually pay for it. If she's like open to it, then it might be something where she's like, oh, yeah, that would be great. You know, and if she's not, then she can say like, no, I don't need it. Yeah, I would I would also just like know her reactions and like how she prefers to have conversations. Like so for me, I would feel really uncomfortable no matter how much I love the person. I feel really uncomfortable having this conversation in person. So like I would really prefer if they texted me that. And like Mm -hmm. if you know that like she would be really like it would be hard for her to kind of move on with like her weekend or week hobby that she's doing then I would do it like at the end and like not and you're not going to see her you're going to like you know leave the house the key under the mat or whatever so like she's there's some like space and some time so she doesn't have to like face that but I also think like the subtle things that you're saying when you're like you're putting yourself in your experience first and then kind of giving her an opportunity to like know that you've been through it and that it's a safe space for her to say something. I think you've laid that groundwork so nicely for so long. And like Candace said, like you're coming at this from like so much love, like we don't know you and it's evident how much you care about your friend. And I think at this point, it's very much okay to say what you've said before of like, hey, when like I get really depressed, like I have a really hard time cleaning and it's so fucking hard. And I know that like that happens for a lot of people. I also know it doesn't happen for everyone. And I just I know you've been going through some stuff. And I just wanted to know, like, would it be okay if I like did a big clean? Like, and you can even and this is where I'll say encourage lying. You can say like, you could say that you what you told us where you've never had someone do that for you, but that would mean a lot. Or you could say like, I had someone do that for me. And it like really helped me. And like, I would love to be able to do that and be a little bit more like straightforward with that aspect of this. So it's less of you've put the crumbs down, she can pick them up, but it's a little bit more like, you know, you can answer this question. I'm laying it out explicitly there. Also, like you said, with like going away for a hobby, that can be how you therapize yourself. And no matter how clean someone's apartment is or whatever, like some people's home is not their safe spot Mm -hmm. ever, regardless of what it looks like. And especially if that's the home that she's going back to after work every day, it can kind of feel like that life by proxy. And so having some separation from it is can be the best thing for your mental health. And even if the place is so clean, 
she might not spend a ton of time there. But my other question, what job doesn't let you take like antidepressants? I don't know. That feels illegal. And we don't know like where this person is located to. Yeah. I just didn't. I I, like I know that there are like you can't operate machinery on like certain medications but i wasn't that, sure if antidepressants that's what was i was thinking it's something that you have to operate or like be in a control that rela- like it's yeah there are yeah because i would say anti-anxiety have like a specific list of medications yeah this it's tough it's hard to watch like your friend go through something but also even if this doesn't work out and like she doesn't want you to clean like you're doing more than enough like as someone who's mm-hmm. had friends who I, I could like name a bunch of like inconsequential things like on paper that seem like whatever that friends have done, like when I'm going through shit. And I'm like, no, no, I remember like that's even just being a constant or just being there, being available to like, you know, house it, whatever it is like that is something that like does not go unnoticed. And it might feel like you want to be doing more. But sometimes like that's as the as much as the other person can 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 take and can handle and is able to like outsource that and that's like good you're doing more than enough tough everyone needs a friend like this so kind very much all right let's get into the last call hi megan and melissa i'm a 25 year old female she heard aquarius sin and i'm calling in about a problem i think happening with my family especially my mom Little backstory, around two years ago, I hooked up with one of my brother's best friends, my brother knows and he's cool. But basically, our fling began badly, we both hurt each other a lot, and the guy was quite offensive towards me. Months later, he starts begging one of my friends for me to go back to talking to him and block him and text him. So I do that, and he answers with a bunch of very offensive, sexist, and disrespectful text messages that I showed my therapist and she said he needed help because... No 25-year-old would act like that. Basically, around three months ago, we bumped into each other in a wedding. He was the best man, I was the bridesmaid. And basically, the guy looked at me all the time. He asked the groom to enter if he could enter with me. The groom said no, because he knows we both hate each other. Or at least I hate him. Because basically, the guy stared at me all the time during the party. His mom approached my mom and said, asked for me to give him a second chance, said he was immature, but I should give him a second chance. And basically for the past two months, the, the guy has been trying to spend as much time as possible with my brother and I got into my brother and my sister-in-law. The only thing he talks about is me and that he's clearly still in love with me. And the problem is I hate the guy. I have no intention on giving him a second chance because he was very disrespectful with me and he hurt me a lot. But my mom and my whole family, especially my mom, they keep asking me to give him a second chance, if I'm ready to give him a second chance, if we are ready or I'm ready to be friends with him again. But I'm not and I have no intention on doing so because he seriously seriously offended and disrespected and hurt me and my family knows about it because I showed them the messages he sent me. Also, I asked them already multiple times to stop bringing this up. I don't care if he likes me. I don't care if he loves me. I don't care if he moved on or tried to move on and it didn't work out because I just don't like him and I don't want to hear about it. So basically, what do I do? Because 
I no longer know how to deal with the situation. I'm tired of asking my family, especially my mom, to stop bringing him up. And also, already, since I'm already calling, do you have some teams to get more boys or find a new boyfriend? So maybe this way my family gives me a break and stop talking about this annoying guy. Oh my gosh, I want to watch this rom-com. <laughs> no, this is like a single white female, but the male, like he's obsessed. This is sca- This is a little sketchy. Oh my God. Part of me immediately went to like, well, maybe he was just nagging you. Oh God. Oh God. Like my mind went to, messages. I think he's a stalker. I was yes. going to say, I was going to say, I think that you should take out a billboard and put all his text messages on them. But then she said she already showed everybody the text messages. I know. Like... What is wrong with everyone? My question is, like, is your family, like, 20, she said she was 25, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is your family, like, I don't know how you said your brother and your sister-in-law. So, like, did they get married young? Like, what's the, is this like a, we want you to get married? We want you to. This person's in love with you. Just marry them. Yeah. And, like, you're saying, like, well, how do I find, like, another guy? I'm like, so is this, is the goal, like, for them? Do you think that it's just kind of the spot that he's actively filling? Because if that's the case, then... I've, I've said this before. Lie. Make up a fake boyfriend. My boyfriend from camp. I had my first kid. My guy from camp. Like, we've like, come on. You can, something like that while you you set the seeds to, like, find someone else. But the biggest thing I always say with, like, boundaries about, like, certain things is, like, you have to uphold your boundaries. Like, other people don't have to do anything. So it's your boundaries. Like, I'm not talking about this anymore. Like, that's your boundary. It doesn't mean that they're not going to, but it means if they start talking about it, you're on the phone. You're like, I'm hanging up now. And you hang up. Or you're talking about, they're bringing him up in person and you're saying like, I'm told you I'm not talking about this anymore. Like walk into the other room. Like that's the separation from those conversations. But they know all of this shit about him. And so like, I would say, maybe maybe you pick up a couple romance books. You, 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 you take some character traits from each of the different characters and you create someone who's wonderful and great. And then that's the rom-com. You go to the bookstore and you're like doing research about your fake boyfriend and you meet your real boyfriend there. I would hold a press conference on Zoom, on Zoom, (laughs) invite everyone, have a PowerPoint presentation. Yes, I'm including (laughs) him. Like when you make the Zoom, you move him up. So he's like next to you in the the top window and you make the one you use. You know how I, I sometimes set the scene in a Zoom yeah. yeah, with the classroom. So they have little scenes that you can do in Zoom, one with the classroom. And I Mm -hmm. like the caller and him to be like the people in the front. Yeah. And then have the auditorium where everybody else, their heads are on little things. Have a PowerPoint presentation. They also have a whiteboard feature in Zoom that I use often as well. Have a PowerPoint presentation. Play it about why this man is terrible. Show all the screenshots. And then I will go around to each person and roast them for something. And mm. say, if you keep bringing this up, I will tell everyone about, but you don't tell the full story. Yeah. So they but just know. have some, a little dirt on them. Yeah. Mm. And then make little videos of you with these little confessionals. And one by one, if somebody like is like, no, I think you should do it. Play the video. Oh, that'd be so good. Or you can out creep the creeper. <laughs> become the stalker. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, here's but the thing. he'd probably I be genu- into it. Yeah, I, I genuinely get really it. sus vibes from this. So mm-hmm. like that doesn't work. So like don't do that. I was mostly kidding. I do think the issue is is I think if he truly is this weird, um, I think you're right. I think he'd be into it. Yeah. Look, 
obviously trust your gut. You've already seen red flags. No one, no person in a relationship should ever be spoken to in like some sort of like a derogatory lashing out, like especially when you're not even in like a fully formed relationship and commit like if this is how he's treating you at the beginning of like Mm -hmm. anything or nothing, like it does not like when someone shows you who they are, believe them believe them Mm -hmm. I am also again just to return to like where we started I am of this like early aughts generation where I'm just like oh no he didn't know what he was saying that night (laughs) and he just like was already in love with you and wanted to like self-sabotage and like like didn't know and then someone else took his phone and wrote all that stuff and now he's just trying to correct it and then you're gonna have this imaginary boyfriend and then he's gonna be so jealous of the imaginary boyfriend and then you're gonna fall in love with him and then you're gonna have to figure out how to get rid of the imaginary boyfriend and then <laughs> this is a Colleen Hoover so book cute. <laughs> and this is why I'm in therapy and I blame all of the early odds uh, movies and books and TV shows on all my problems Um, but like that's my dream for this whole scenario but obviously that's not real life. That's just an, a fictional rom-com. I think, you know, that I'm sorry that everyone's being really annoying about it. And it sounds like you're being very responsible and having healthy boundaries and you should keep doing that and ignore anything that I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I just think he is like, he also like someone who treats you poorly. Um, this was a, a lesson that I had to learn through therapy, but like people who treat you poorly don't do it because they love you. They do it because they don't love you. And when we're younger and we have relationships with people, romantic or not, and or the relationships modeled in front of us, and we see people who like clearly are unhappy or clearly who don't like each other. So anybody who can look at his behavior, look at his text messages and be like, no, he really like likes this is a good this is what it is to me. The only thing I would take away from that the only positive I would take away from that is like, okay, you are not someone who I'm going to go to for other things like this because you don't have, you don't have, you're not calibrated for the kind of relationship that I'm looking to have. So like, I'm not going to ask you to set me up with somebody. Like that to me is like anyone who is able to look at everything, like all of the evidence here and excuse it away and make it, you know, a positive or whatever. I'm just like, that's unfortunate that that's what your relationship has made you feel like this is something. And like, don't let that wear you down. Like, you know what you deserve. And it's clearly not this. And this is just like red flag after red. Like, this makes me like, ooh, icky, like nervous. Mm -hmm. I also, (laughs) this is, this really has nothing to do with the advice, but how did you just like, run into each other at a wedding when you were both part of the bridal party. Yeah, were you both like really rom-com, guys? Because <laughs> it's like, a rom-com and they're meant to be together forever. It's like I'm the kidding. exact... You guys are not. You guys are not. Just in my head and like the in the fictional version in my mind, of course you guys ran into each other at a wedding and of course he wanted to dance with you and of course you guys probably had to do the tango and you did it really well in front of everybody while you were fighting the whole time. But both their parents were at the wedding so it wasn't like a running into thing. Like, well, my question is, like, y'all so did, were in the same circle. Yeah, no, like, I just family think, and friends. Was it like the exact like just like the it was so not a bridezilla. So there was like no meeting ahead of time. There was no rehearsal. Like <laughs> you just, just did like a cold, show up. a cold read of a wedding. <laughs> like that's what this was. Like we're just gonna stumble our way through it. Yeah, it's just to me, it seems like the this is one of those things where like parents just want you to get married, want you to settle down, and they get to a point where they've got blinders on where they don't really, they're not sifting through the actual 
qualities of the candidates. And he is not a quality candidate. And to answer your last question of how to get hoes, um, (laughs) (laughs) I would say you should start going to events where your family and friends aren't there because that's the problem Mm. is that you're still you're in the same circle with the same people. You got to break out of your circle. Yeah. Breaking free. Yeah. New territory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unexplored. Yes. Grounds. Yes. Good call. Good call. Um, And if all else fails, make up a boyfriend. Or just write this all into a script and then sell it and then go be a movie writer. Mm -hmm. And then maybe he'll get so creeped out. Then he'll be done. No, he'll be like, he'll be so flattered. Ask for royalties. He's going to be so flattered. Oh my gosh. I made that much of an impression. He's going to be, can can, uh, Noah Centineo play? I was going to say the same (laughs) thing. I was going to say the exact same thing. (laughs) I feel like this is the fourth time this week and it's only Tuesday that I've heard his name. No, Melissa and I bring him up all the time because he's always been like, I don't know why. Like he just... There's something Let me of, see the pussy squirt. Have you seen those videos, <laughs> Candace? Candace, I'm about to ruin. I'm sorry. When I tell you, I'm not about Ooh, to. Honey. It's not even like I'm just gonna ruin your day. Like I'm gonna ruin the rest of your life. He has these videos that leaked from his Snapchat, where he is sending girls Snapchat videos with, you know, kid is not bright. Literally, his face being like, "Girl, he's like, in the back sh- of a cab." No, I know a- he's talking out loud. He's like, he's literally on Melrose, like literally just walking down the street. Like, girl, show me how that pussy squirts. <laughs> he's like talking into it, and it's just like, oh my god. And it starts off like slow, and then it gets so fucking intense. Like, oh yeah, like show me those titties, you slut. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it's so what? And, and they're different girls who are yeah. leaking all of these messages, and I'm like, oh my god, you cannot. Unsee. It's so funny. It's so I mean, funny. He does he know that he could just do magic tricks? And- <laughs> he, he gives me the vibe of someone who's like, I'm too hot for magic. Like, ah, I can't do. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. God. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. Candace, thank you so much for joining us. You stayed the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I know. I made it, guys. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll just like pop in. I'll just We'd like jump behind from behind it. your couch for another episode. It would be a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the audience would also love it. Or I'll just stand outside with the speaker box playing Bruno Mars. Yes. Yes. And that's like, how you know there she I'm is. here and I'm ready to be yes. on the episode again. So you have your own podcast, which I to let everyone know it's a new podcast that you started they're gonna love it i heard about it yes uh-huh melissa produces it it's called a super bloom podcast it's out every thursday i have interviews with a lot of really incredible guests who i'm inspired by and and the like shortest nutshell version of um you know the conception of the podcast it's based off of a super bloom and when you have a super bloom it's usually like this botanical phenomenon of flowers that appear in the desert. And in order for these flowers to appear, you need a heavy season of rain. So it's very, you know, triumphant, you know, return from a very difficult period of time in life and to come out the other side realizing that you needed those that tough time in order to be a better version of yourself on the other side. So those are the kinds of conversations that I'm very inspired to be having with guests on a weekly basis. And then I also have a fun, you know, extra kind of bonus episode I've been releasing on Mondays. That's just me getting caffeinated on my cold brew, uh, talking about pop culture events and answering a few listener questions, just giving them over caffeinated advice as I like to do on Monday mornings. 
So uh, check it out. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Candice King. I also have uh, at a super bloom pod is the podcast handle. I'm trying to get better at TikTok, but I think it's all about the same on those. All right. Well, we good? We're good. Amazing. If you like this episode, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us on Spotify, anywhere you get it. Watch the video version over on Patreon. And if you want to call for an upcoming episode or if you have an update, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners and updates. Let's just email us, meganpodcast at gmail.com. And all of the stipulations I said at the beginning apply. Yep. And we'll leave all of our socials down below. And we will see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. production by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions edited by coco lawrence production assistance by melanie d watson music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso